Shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's Word. And my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. We're starting a brand new series today. Uh, for the month of January, talking about the worry-free life. Amen. How many of you would like to live the worry-free life? Yeah, I'm in the right place. Amen. Let me just give you some interesting facts before we even start. Um, the first one is 43% of all adults in South Africa suffer adverse health effects from stress. 43%. Uh, the second one is 75% to 90% of all doctor's office visits are stress-related ailments and complaints. The third one is stress and major depression, burnout, anxiety disorders are costing South Africa's economy an estimated 40.6 billion rand every single year. This is according to Dr. Renata Schumann of the Psychiatry Management Group. The fourth one, every day, an estimated 21 South Africans commit suicide. And according to experts, stress could be the significant contributing factor. And 20 times this number attempt but fail to take their own lives. The final one, high stress levels have been linked to mental illnesses such as depression, and anxiety, and can also lead to substance abuse. Amen? So these are the five facts of how stress has affected people that live around us. And um, Jesus, this is why the reason uh, Jesus, the apostles, all of them, Paul and Peter, had something to say about it. Amen? So let's find out what Jesus had to say about this. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter number 6. From verse 25. Matteo 6, verse 25. Amen. If you have it, you can say, I have it. Just hunch your neighbor and tell them, This is Jesus speaking. It is not Pastor T. So pay attention. Watch what Jesus said. In verse 25, therefore I say unto you, do not what? Just hunt your neighbor and say, don't worry. <laughs> Did you see what Jesus said? He said, therefore I say unto you, don't worry about your life. Notice Jesus didn't say, I say unto you, it will be a good thing not to worry. Amen. Notice Jesus didn't say, um, I suggest that you stop worrying. He gives it as an imperative, a commandment. Because he knows all of these five things that have affected South Africa can affect you individually. So he says, hey, don't do it. Do not worry. What should you do not worry about? Do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Know about your body. What you will put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than the clothing? And then he gives an analogy. He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. In other words, birds don't go to work. Birds have no savings account. Look at them. Look at the birds. They don't toil. Watch what it says. Let your heavenly Father, I like the word Father. Not Jesus didn't say, note your heavenly God. Did you see that? Jesus brought a revolution when he walked on the earth. He was the first man to refer to God, not just as God. You know, some, some deity that sits in heaven. Jesus referred to God as Father. It connotes relationship. And Father, in the Greek, the word Father is pater, which means nourisher, which means protector, which means the one who gives security. And when you catch the revelation that God is not just God, but that He is your Father, you will stop worrying about what you shall eat. Man, I look at my little daughter. She, she doesn't give a care whether, you know, we have money in the bank account or not. She expects dinner every single night. <laughs> she doesn't care what your budget is. If it's Christmas, she's expecting a gift. She doesn't care what you're going You know why? Because you are the father. Amen? And when you catch that revelation that God is Father, you stop worrying. Amen? So Jesus says, look at your heavenly Father. He feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? Which of you, man, I like Jesus. He's very practical. He says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? In other words, which of you can ever get progress from worrying or from thinking about your problem? How many of you have ever worried into a solution? Amen. You never worry into a solution. This is why Jesus says, Hey, which of you by worrying can add value to their lives? Someone shout none. <laughs> and then he says in verse 28, So why do you worry about clothing? I mean, he's dealing with the needs. You know, if you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this is right at the bottom where you start, right? Maslow is saying you should be concerned about this. Jesus is saying don't worry about it. Man, people worry all the time. And people, let me tell you, you get several opportunities to worry. Some of you came worried. And some of you are still worrying. And some of you are even worrying about what I'm going to say next. <laughs> Man, you get several opportunities to worry. If you get an invitation, if you are married, you know this. If you get an invitation to a wedding, people start worrying. People that you usually, you know, you stay with. Of the other species. The minute you get the wedding invitation, your wife will come to you and say, Man, I don't have shoes to wear to this wedding. I don't have shoes to wear to this wedding. I don't have shoes to wear to this wedding. And I go and I open the closet. I mean, hair closet. Hair section of the closet. And it's filled with shoes. And I open my section of the closet. And it's filled with hair shoes. 
And I go to the visitor's room, the spare bedroom. I open the closet. There's shoes everywhere. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? Amen. You know why? Because we live in an environment that will give us several opportunities to live a life of worry, stress, and anxiety. But as children of God, we need not to take those opportunities. Amen. Watch what he says. He says, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you or you of what? Little faith. See, worry is an indication of a lack of faith. Not a lack of faith in your faith, but a lack of faith in God's ability to fulfill or furnish what he says he will do. See, whenever you are in worry, what you are essentially saying is God is incapable of doing what he said he will do about the situation. Amen? Man, this is good stuff. Someone, after this series, you will not worry another day in your life. You will not live in anxiety. I'm not saying you're not going to have problems. I'm saying you'll have problems, but you will not worry about it. Amen? This is Jesus speaking, man. This is awesome stuff. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For you, your heavenly Father, knows that you need all these things. But what should you do? Verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first, prioritize God's kingdom. And then all these things will be added unto you. Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry. Man, Jesus keeps repeating himself. And he's not just wasting words. He's trying to emphasize a point. He's already says, don't worry, three times. And he's about to say it again. Because he doesn't want you to live a life of worry. He says, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen? What did the Apostle Paul have to say about this? Let's go to Philippians chapter number 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter number 4, from verse 6 to 8. If you have it, you can say I have it. It says in Philippians chapter number 4, verse 6, Be anxious. Notice again, he didn't make it as a suggestion. He gave it as a commandment. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So he's saying, don't worry about it, but here is what you should do. Did you see that? He says, don't, don't be anxious for nothing, but in prayer... And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Let your issues be made known unto God. And if you do this, watch what will happen. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through 
Christ. Why do our hearts and our minds need to be guarded? Because that's the entry point for worry and anxiety and stress. Worry and stress comes through your mind the same way the peace of God comes through your mind and your heart. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 verse 3, Ye shall keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. If you want to have the peace of God, the perfect peace of God which surpasses all understanding, all you have to do is to keep your mind focused on God and not on your issues. Amen? I said amen. Verse 8. Watch what he says. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are what? Whatsoever things are what? Noble. Whatsoever things are what? Just. Whatsoever things are? Let me ask you a question. Is God, is it true that God is not able to meet your needs? So why should you keep your mind on a thought that your needs are going to go unmet? He's saying, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, is it noble that whoever tries to get married to you, you know, I always have this issue with single people, say, pastor, I have an issue, everyone I date ends up dumping me. (laughs) Is it a noble thing that you always get dumped? So why should you keep your mind on it? You know why? Because if you keep your mind on it, it's going to become your reality. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23 verse 7. Amen? Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Is it lovely that you're going to get fired on your job next month because you didn't meet your targets? So why should you think, why should you... Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, whatsoever things, if there be any virtue, if there be any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you read in the original King James Bible, it says, think on these things. In other words, spend your time thinking on things that are true, things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report in other words don't think on your problems worrying is simply meditating on your problem that's what it is it's meditation but it's meditating on your problem and guess what it never produces any results let's go now to proverbs chapter number four verse 23 proverbs chapter number four verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. Watch what he says. He says, keep your what? Your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Amen? So if you want to live a worry-free life, you need to protect your heart. You need to protect your mind from information that is discouraging. You know, I always share this story. Uh, A few years ago, I think five, six, every Sunday, my wife would get the Sunday Times to read the Sunday Times. I don't read the newspaper. You know why? Because I just don't like bad news. Because the newspaper is filled with bad news. Amen? And there's nothing encouraging in the newspaper. 
Well, Pastor T, I want to get informed. Trust me, if it's significant enough, you will get informed. We will tell you. <laughs> you will find out. If news is significant, you will find out. You don't have to read the news to know Donald Trump is the new president of the U.S. We will, we will tell you. Amen? So significant news will find you. You don't have to read the newspaper. I mean, we'd go through it and go through it, and by about 8 p.m. Sunday evening, both of us are just so discouraged. And we wondered why. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're reading about people killing each other. You're reading about all kinds of stuff, and you're putting that information. See, stuff doesn't necessarily have to happen to you for it to bring worry to your life. Go with me to Second Peter. Let's go to Second Peter. We'll come back here. Second Peter, chapter number two, verse eight. Second Peter, chapter number two, verse eight, in the NIV. Second Peter, chapter number two, verse eight. Sometimes the environment you expose yourself to can bring fear, can bring worry, can bring anxiety. Watch what it says. Just look up. Let's all read this together. Ready? Read. For that righteous man, stop. That righteous man is Lot. Amen? In case you don't know. In Sodom and Gomorrah. For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was what? I didn't hear that. I did not hear that. Where was he tormented? In his what? Oh, wait a minute. So you're telling me his soul was righteous? Yet he was tormented? In other words, he was just a goody two-shoes, right? Going to church, praise and worship, hallelujah. Every Sunday he's in church, man, and he's just reading his Bible. But the environment tormented his righteous soul, watch this, by lawless deeds which he what? Participated in? I didn't hear that. Did he do these lawless deeds? See, some of you are thinking, man, as long as I don't touch it, it won't affect me. Well, just being around it will torment your righteous soul. It will mess up your heart. It says it tormented his righteous soul by the lawless deeds which he saw and heard. Man, sometimes just watching the TV will bring fear and worry to you. It doesn't even have to be something happening to you. You know, the bubble, when the bubble burst in America, 2008, 2009, I mean, just watching the news could bring fear and stress to you. It, it hasn't, you haven't lost your home. I mean, you're living comfortably in South Africa. You still have a job, but just watching thousands upon thousands of people, uh, you know, losing their jobs. I mean, it brought fear, right? What does this say to us? It means we have to protect our hearts. We have to protect what we hear. We have to protect our hearts from what we hear and what we see. Because it can torment your righteous soul. Amen? Man, especially now with social media. I mean, you don't even have to go to CNN to hear bad news. It will come to you. <laughs> Amen? And it's amazing how people are getting bolder, sharing terrible and bad news. I mean, people are just getting ridiculously bold. Just, just They just em emboldened to share things that have... I mean, 10 years ago, some of the things that people celebrate and enjoy today, I mean, I would never, I was in Los Angeles, California, uh, for ministry the, the last year, three months ago, November, and I was there, and man, they were having parades, 
celebrating that the government had just signed off uh, the law that you could now smoke marijuana, weed, in, uh, in, in Los Angeles for leisure. I mean, if you told me this back when I was in high school, I know people who were literally kicked out of school for smoking weed. If you told me people would go to the street and parade it, I'll tell you you were lying. I mean, I was in San Francisco and people were walking around the streets parading uh, 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 and celebrating that the state had just passed uh, that people could now have uh, same-sex marriages. I mean, if you told me 15 years ago that people would be proud about it, go down the streets and just celebrate and show off, I'll tell you you were lying. But let me tell you, just watching that discourages you if you are a child of God. Because, I mean, sin is increasingly uh, 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 just taking over our communities. Amen? Let's go now to Matthew, chapter number 24, verse 12. Matthew, chapter number 24, verse 12. Someone shout, I will not worry. Someone shout, I receive the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Someone shout, I will not worry about what I shall eat because my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Someone shout, all my needs are met. That's how you should think. All your needs are met. Amen? Matthew chapter number 24 verse 12. Watch what it says. Uh, Give it to me in the King James Bible. And because of iniquity or sin, because iniquity shall abound or sin shall increase, the love of many shall wax cold. This is what sin and discouragement around you can do to your heart. It will make your heart grow cold. You don't necessarily have to be the one participating in sin. Just being around it and witnessing it and letting your heart be exposed to negativity. It makes your heart wax cold. And he used the uh, word wax. And if you look it up in the Greek, he's talking about how they used to make candles back in the day. They'll take a weaker, you know, uh, 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 a string and then put it in hot wax. And then they'll pull it out for a few seconds for the wax to dry on the weaker, and then they would repeat that. And acts of repeated negativity can make your heart numb to the love of God. Just being around people who are God-haters, just being exposed, and and, and when your, your heart has waxed cold, that's where the enemy wants you to be. Because you can be easily discouraged. All the devil wants you to do is not to be excited about the things of God. Because when you're not excited about the things of God, you become ineffective. That's all he wants you to do. Just lose your joy, your excitement about God. And once he gets you to that place, that's it. He can come in, counter, and just destroy your life. Amen? So this is what happened. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter number 4. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter number 4. 
We are laying a foundation. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 23. He says, keep or guard your heart with everything, with all diligence. For out of it spring or flow the issues of life. There are about four gateways to your heart that I want to show you in Proverbs chapter number 4. So let's go back to verse 20. Proverbs 4, verse 20 to verse 24. Watch what he says. He says, my son, give attention to my words. In other words, don't give attention to the enemy's words. The reason why Abraham uh, uh, had victory in the area of having children and so on and so forth, the Bible says in Romans chapter number 4, verse 17, for he considered not his age, he considered not Sarah's womb, the deadness of her womb. He just didn't consider it. In other words, he didn't receive those negative words into his heart. Was it a reality? Yes, in the natural it was. Was it a fact? Yes, it was. But he considered it not. He only considered the promise. Amen? says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. That's the first gateway into your heart. Your ear. Who are you listening to? Whose opinion do you esteem, do you hold in high regard? Because whoever it is, he is the one who is sowing seeds into your heart. Is it God? Is it current affairs? I mean, this is practical stuff, right? I mean, I like practical. I know the church wants someone who can just come and get, uh, 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 kill them or doom, you know, and just pray them. Just everything changes. Right? The church would rather have someone who has a cloth and just give you and everything changes. Or, you know, have uh, uh, stickers, bumper stickers for your car, right? And you just buy a bumper sticker and uh, put that bumper sticker and never worry another. It does not work like that. You know, buy these bumper stickers that stop worrying. No, it doesn't work like that. If you want to stop worrying, you have to fix your mind on God. He shall keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. If your mind wanders around, if your heart is vulnerable and open to all kinds of negativity, you will be in fear. So in this season, you have to make a decision. Hey, I'm going to protect my heart from all the negative information. Man, there's one button on Facebook I like so much. It's called the unfollow button. Man, it's a diplomatic button. You know why? Because we don't have to have beef. I don't have to unfriend you. Because, I mean, unfriend was dangerous. You know, it's like, hey, so Tavara, is that, is, that, is that what it's like now? You unfriended me. But unfollow is so cool. You know why? We can be friends, but I don't have to deal with all your negativity. I just unfollow you. Amen. But we're still cool. I just don't have to watch all your negativity. And let me tell you, the Bible says as iniquity increases, people are getting bolder and bolder, declaring their uh, uh, hatred for God and Christianity. Have you noticed? Especially on social media. People are proud to say, man, that's why I'm not a part of those Christians. And they're getting bolder and bolder. This is why I don't go to church. This is why I don't give. 
I mean, people are getting bolder and bolder in things that don't make sense. And when you expose your heart to that, I can guarantee you, that's what's going to come out of your life. Amen? Whatever goes in will come out. Giga. Is that what they say? Garbage in? Yeah. He says, my son, attend to my words, incline your ears unto my saying, let them not depart from thine eyes. God's words have to form your vision. Who forms your vision? When, when you think about your life, who shapes your vision? See, for most people, it's the current affairs. You know, when we have a new president, yeah, then. Yeah, then. <laughs> or oh, when the, you know, when things change. No, no. My, 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 my vision is shaped by God's word. What the word of God says is what I choose to see. If he says we are going over, we are going over. If he says, if he says we are victorious, we are victorious. In fact, God said it like this to the children of Israel. If you read in Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verse 17, he says, if you say in your heart, these nations are mightier than we, how can I dispossess them for you? And this was in the middle. I mean, it's just an amazing scripture. It was in the middle of God telling them all these awesome, grand things that he was about to do for them. In verse 1, he was telling them, I'm going to defeat the Midianites, the Amalekites for you. I'm going to bring you into a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to do all these amazing things. And then in verse 17, he stopped and he said, but if you say in your heart. Because ultimately, it's what you say in your heart that prevails. Remember, they said in their hearts, we were like grasshoppers. And what happened? They didn't make it into the land. And remember the two gentlemen, Caleb and Joshua, said, Hey, these are bread for our food. What happened? They made it into the land. Whatever you say in your heart prevails. Someone shout, I am a winner. Someone shout, this is a worry-free zone. Someone shout, there is no fear here. Someone shout, I live in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You know what that means? That means you are going to have peace even when it does not make sense. Even when 1 plus 1 is not adding up, you will still have peace. Because it goes beyond your understanding. It goes beyond your little peanut brain. See, because your little peanut brain is looking at your bank account and doing the math. That, you know, God said you supply all my need, but hey, this is 10 rand. <laughs> this is 10 rand and they want, they're going to take all of it for their charges. So literally, I'm broke. <laughs> and your, your, your peanut brain is, okay, and here's the tendency. People say, okay, because I have 10 rand in my account, and it's all I have, I don't know where I'm going to get money for lunch tomorrow or money to even go to work. Okay, I think I have a bright idea. I'm going to think about it all day. <laughs> so they go back home. Sit on their couch and start thinking, man, I only have 10 rand. In my <laughs> and then they look at it from another perspective, man. It's just 10 rand from his head. I only have 10 rand. It's 10 rand, man. It's 10 rand. Hey, I only have 10 rand. I don't know how I'm going to make next week. Okay, let's just say I use that 10 rand and then they want their bank charges. What's going to happen? Are they going to call me? Okay, I will not answer, but hey, it's still 10 rand. And then they're thinking about it the whole day. 
And then if you tell them, hey, God said, do not worry. They say, but if I stop worrying, what am I going to do? Just stop and put your trust in Him. Amen? Amen. Stop worrying about it. And I remember before I got uh, 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 my first job, I'd finished college. And uh, I was sitting at home, man, just thinking about my future. And at the time, I was staying with my brother. And I was sitting home, man, and just thinking about my future. And when you start worrying, here's what happens. In the spiritual realm, you invite all the demons to that party. And they like to come to that party. You know why? Because when they come, they always come with little suggestions that compound the worry. So I'm sitting there thinking, man, what if I don't get a job this year? And then the demon that, that was in the room with me said, man, if you don't get a job this year, you will never get married. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what if I don't get a job this year and never get married? And then the other demon said, you'll be a loser. And then I start thinking three thoughts now. What if I don't get a job and don't get married and I'm a loser? And then the other demon says, man, you die young. <laughs> and man, it keeps growing and growing. And before you know it, you're sweating. And you're losing weight. <laughs> no, you're gaining weight. <laughs> Amen. And you're just thinking and think, and it keeps getting worse. And then nine times out of ten, in fact, not even nine times out of ten, 9.9 times out of ten, the things we worry about never happen. Man, here you are thinking, man, I messed up this project. I'm going to get fired next week. I'm going to get fired. And you are worried about it the whole week. And the next thing, your boss comes in and he says, you know what, actually, I'm the one who messed up. <laughs> Let me take you out for lunch. So you just wasted one week of worry and not enjoying life. And this is why Jesus says, do not worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Amen? I said amen. What, ver what verse are we on? 21. Verse so keep your eyes fixed on the word. Keep your eyes fixed on the word. Amen? Verse 22. For the words of God are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Next verse. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it will flow the issues of life. Next verse. Put away from you a froward mouth. This is dangerous. A froward mouth can make your heart worry. It can bring anxiety to you. I always say this to some of the people that I work with. You know, the people that shout at other, you know, motorists and traffic... The one who's doing the shouting, most times, is the one whose day is messed up. Because your heart was never meant to let you release negativity. People that release negativity out of their mouth live miserable lives. Man, uh, I think it was uh, when my wife and I had just started dating. We went to, I think it was in Miami at an... Uh, at a park. No, we were actually married. It was our honeymoon at a park. And I think while we were at the park, uh, this one guy and his girlfriend just started shouting at each other. And the girl was just, you know, sweet. She was just quiet. And the guy just started shouting and shouting. And I told my wife, I said, this guy has already messed up his day. Look at her. She's fine. She's going to be fine for the rest of the day. And we observed them. We watched them. Everywhere the guy went, you'd make a mistake. Everywhere you went, you'd make a mistake. You'd break something or something. You know why? 
because he was releasing negativity. And what you release, you hear. And that's exactly what is going to be planted in your heart. Amen? So the, th- the fourth gateway to your heart is your mouth. Can I hear an amen? amen? And it says, perverse lips put far away from you. Now let's go to First Peter chapter number 5 from verse 6 as we close. Is this helping someone so far? Peter had something to say about worry and anxiety. First Peter chapter number 5 from verse 6 to 7. Man, you need to mark these scriptures. You need to know them. The next time worry attacks, she say, Jesus says, I should not worry about it. And I'm not going to worry about it. The apostle Paul said, I should not be anxious about it. So I will not be anxious about it. Amen? First Peter chapter number 5 from verse 6. Watch what he says. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Notice he didn't end this verse with a full stop. Can you see that? He put a semicolon. Why? Because he's about to explain to you what it means. What does it mean to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God? Does it mean we stop wearing makeup and wear long dresses? And, you know, drive old, uh, 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 old school cars. What are you doing? I'm being humble. Is that what it means? I don't think so. You know why? Because he explained it to us. Next verse. Here's what being humble is. Being humble is casting all your care upon him. And that word care is the same word anxiety. It's the same word stress. It is the same word worry. Amen. And notice he used the word cast. If you look it up in the Greek, it means to forcefully thrust. Forcefully. As quickly as you receive a stress in your life, you must thrust it on Him. Casting all your cares, not some of them, all your cares on Him. Why? Because He cares for you. But here's what we do in the church. When a care comes, we look at it. So, ooh. Makes sense. I know the Bible says I must cast it on him, but uh, I'm going to keep some. And then we keep the care for about a day or two. Meditate on it. Think on it. Let it just tear down your immune system and just mess you up. And as, as you keep it, keep it, keep it, it starts eating you up. Amen? There's no value in worry. So what does he say? He says as quickly as you get it, forcefully thrust it on him forcefully throw it on him and what is that that's humility when you try to fix your own problems you are in pride when you exclude god out of your problems you're already in pride but when you say hey lord i know you are my father i know you love me i know you care for me so guess what I'm going to forcefully thrust all of my problems to you and let you fix them. I think it was uh, Jesse Duplantis. He was saying, you know, whenever he receives some of these large bills for the ministry, he just takes the bill and looks unto heaven and says, God, 
you have mail and pass it on to God. And I want to encourage you to do the same. When you don't know where the school fees is going to come from, just look unto God. Instead of worrying about it. Because worry will not bring any value. In fact, it will destroy your life. It will just keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And you won't be able to uh, come out of it. Amen? My wife and I used to have friends that would sit down and would all just compete and just share uh, with each other how terrible our lives were. And I know some of you have friends like that. Man, you need friends that tell you to stop worrying. Not girl, you know, girl, especially ladies. She'll be like, girl, sometimes you need a little worry. It's okay for you. No, it's not. That's not what Jesus said, right? Say, girl, just cry a little bit. No, it doesn't work like that. I mean, we would literally sit and someone would say, man, my job sucks. He'd be like, man, mine sucks more than yours. They're like, man, you won't believe what my boss did to me. He did this, he did that. He'd be like, oh man, you won't even believe what my boss did to me. He did this, he did. and we are competing with negativity. Negativity. We are just competing to just let it come out of our mouth, and we are planting it in each other's hearts. Did you hear what they said? They say these days they are not employing people like you. Be like, oh, I heard it. It's the same thing in my job as well. They are not promoting people like you. And then we encourage each other in negativity. And we worry about it. Amen? I said amen. Why don't you stand on your feet?